0: Welcome to the Biblical Woman Podcast, a show where tough, real world issues are tackled and addressed from a gospel perspective. You can expect answers to difficult questions about parenting, marriage, the Bible, and so much more. With weekly encouragement, you can seize the opportunities that God has placed in your life to share his love and truth with those around you. The episode you've selected is an older one from when we were the Simply Devoted podcast. We hope that you will enjoy this and that it will be a blessing and an encouragement to you. Now, let's dive in.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the Simply Devoted podcast. where your hosts, Whitley and Kat. <laughs> all right, so I was thinking, being stuck at home all this time, I want to go out and travel. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) I want to go out and see the world. Things are starting to open back up here where we live, but we're still kind of confined and under strict strict restrictions. So if you could go anywhere in the world, where would it be and why?
0: Um. Okay. So probably not a beach per se because like, when I say I'm scared of sharks, like, I am terrified of <laughs> sharks. And I, I know there's no such thing as, like, a land shark. But I, it's still terrifying. <laughs> um, so, probably not a beach, because I do have that phobia. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to figure out what it's called. And just tell people, like, that's I have this <laughs> phobia, guys. It's legit. I enjoyed um, – so – When I, my freshman year in high school, my mom Mm -hmm. took us to the Badlands in, oh my gosh, is it North or South Dakota? I think. Maybe South. One of the Dakotas. One of the, but we saw Mount Rushmore and we went to the Badlands and it was just beautiful. I think I would like to take a trip back out there and just hike. And it's so different from the landscape that we're used to here, you know, of beautiful you know, forest and rolling, rolling hills. hills. Yeah, <laughs> we both get it. Yeah, it's just such a very different landscape. Um, yeah, I think that's where I would go. Okay, can't do it right now because of the baby. But in the future, <laughs> we're gonna do it. One of these
1: days. Um, my husband and I just took a trip to Charleston, South Carolina last year. Mm-hmm. And now I'm not a huge history buff, but. I really like going to historical areas and there really I do there's so much history down there especially haunted history
0: (laughs) okay which we both love let's just be honest (laughs) yes we are both
1: horror movie fanatics and I always say I corrupted Kat because she (laughs) yes you did you did she didn't like horror movies until she met me (laughs) oh my gosh and we do
0: you have to hold my hand when we go through haunted houses
1: (laughs) (laughs) because i get scared and i hit people (laughs) she we were at haunted house one time and someone like popped out at us with like this giant mallet and she smacked it and (laughs) i did i went wow (laughs) she also threw like three punches at like a mechanical rat
0: (laughs) (laughs) my hands hurt so bad after that because like i legit hit that full force all three times (laughs) my hands hurt so bad I think the guy operating the rat just died. Like, <laughs> he didn't even know what to do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, you
1: corrupted me. That. <laughs> so, I love, like, haunted history. It's fun. We did, like, three ghost tours while we were down there. Um, it's a beautiful area. Like, we definitely have plans to go back sometime. And, like, so far, I'd say that's probably, like, one of my favorite vacation spots. But one place I always really wanted to go is, like, Ireland and Scotland Ooh. because of all the giant castles. Yes. I want to go toward those castles. That would be so much fun. Oh, my gosh. I think so, too. That would
0: be beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, now, are you Irish or Scottish? I have a little bit of Irish in me. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. I a little bit, a little bit of both, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That in English and Swedish, I think.
1: Yeah, I like German and Welsh, and
0: I think. <laughs> I did one of those ancestry.com things where you like, what is it? You like spit in a tube and you mail somebody <laughs> your saliva. <laughs> like a total creep. You're like, here's this tube of my saliva. <laughs> and uh they're like, Yeah, you know, you're this, this, and this. I'm like, Yes, okay.
1: It I it changes never, all the time. I've so. never done that, but one of my uh, as my grandparents said that, and my grandma
0: is like 1% Cameroon. Really? Yeah, and I was like, where did that come from? <laughs> I know, it's just, it's so interesting to see and to trace back family history that has been forgotten. It definitely is. It's definitely interesting. Well, I'm ready to tackle this topic. Are you ready? I think so. In last episode, we talked about Um, Christian freedoms, specifically legalism. Mm -hmm. And so this topic is going to be the flip side of that, which is licentiousness.
1: Yes, because as we said before, we live not only in the Bible Belt, but in a college town.
0: Yes, it's a very interesting blend.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So we definitely get both sides of this. So last time we talked about um, some of our experiences with um, legalism. Mm -hmm. And so today we're going to talk about our experiences with licentiousness. I see a lot of people like posting on Facebook and they're like accepting like other people's sin and they're like, well, Jesus didn't judge, and it's Jesus okay. is just love. Yeah, just Jesus, love. Just love. <laughs> We're- All we have to do is love each other. And it's like, I can love you and tell you you're wrong at the same time.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I would Um, argue you love me more to be like, hey, I think you're wrong.
1: Exactly. But, and I always point out, Jesus didn't just accept people's sin for what it was. He told them, go and sin no more.
0: Yeah, that's, especially the no more.
1: Our, like, scriptural support for this point um, comes from john and we're specifically looking at the um um, at the time where the members of this community bring this woman to jesus and tell him she was caught in the sin of adultery like the law says stone her like so we're gonna stone her and of course jesus didn't condemn this woman he like drew in the sand and was talking to the people that were there, the crowd, and no one actually knows what he was writing in the sand. Um, Some people speculate, of course, it's just speculation, that he may have been writing down the sins of the people that were in the crowd. That
0: would be super unnerving if you were there.
1: (laughs) Definitely. And um, so he tells them, whoever whoever is here without sin casts the first stone. And one by one, everyone just walked away until it was just Jesus and this woman sitting there. And he tells her, like, who's here to condemn you? And she replies, no one, Lord. And Jesus told her, neither do I condemn you. Go from now on. Sin no more. Yeah. So, of course, he didn't, like like he says, like, I don't condemn you for this.
0: But what you're doing is not okay. Don't do it anymore. Yeah. He didn't validate her sin. Exactly. Or accept it. Um, and I think the danger, I feel like, with the modern American church is that we take that stance, um, you know, Jesus is love. Nobody can judge me. You know, just love people. It'll be okay. Is that we take that stance and we begin to look like the world because we no longer see things as sin. Exactly, especially when the Bible explicitly states, "Hey, this is a sin." Mm-hmm. Um, we begin to kind of be like, "Well, maybe, maybe not." Yes, um, and we start to live like unbelievers because
1: mm-hmm. because of that. Yeah, like, and then there's also this like terrible like mindset of you have to agree with me. To love me.
0: Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Oh,
1: that kills me. It's like, no, I can still love you <laughs> and disagree with you. Um, but, yes, like Kat said, like, we start to look like the world. Um, if if you're changing your views uh, to fit with society, you're no longer following the Bible. You're following the world.
0: Yeah, you're following whatever your culture has mm-hmm. dictated is what we're doing.
1: And unfortunately, our culture a lot of times is dictated by a lot of non-believers. Absolutely. So.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, we are called to be set apart from this world. And that is Romans twelve twelve. You know, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God what is good acceptable and perfect mm-hmm. um and that's you know like you said we're in this college town and we see a lot of issues come up whether that is um abortion i think abortions the the really really big one right now oh yes um and with our past experience with miscarriage and, uh, pregnancy loss. You know, that is the topic that you and I personally struggle with. Absolutely. Um, is to see, uh, fellow women falling for abortion. Um,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so that is one that I think we probably both struggle with.
1: Oh, I know that's one that I definitely personal, personally struggle with because like, it makes me feel invalidated in my pain. Yes. (laughs) But, um, yeah, and then, like, another one is even just, like, living together before you're married. Um, homosexuality is also a big one. Yeah. Um, Like, I know, like, at, like, my old job, my husband and I worked together, and, like, we were, like, two of the, like, only Christians in the entire restaurant, and everyone was just floored, like, you guys don't live together, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> no we're not married Well, when are you guys going to move into together on our wedding night (laughs) like they were just floored like that's not the norm anymore and it's like yeah it's not the norm and that's because we're not supposed to conform to the norm
0: (laughs) yeah like christianity is counter cultural exactly And, you know, that's because there should be a heart change in us when we get saved.
1: Absolutely. I mean,
0: uh, we, you know, we can't embrace our sin or encourage others to participate in it. And um, that's why the, you know, just love people is so dangerous because it's like while you are not condemning it, you are, in a sense, encouraging other people to mm -hmm. pursue it.
1: Yes, and I like to say, like, okay, the analogy, like, I can love you and not warn you that you're about to fall, like, walk over the edge of a cliff, or I could warn you, say, hey, stop, you're about (laughs) to go over a cliff, and, like, love you that way, even though you want to walk down this path, you are determined, even though there is a cliff at the edge that you don't see, and you're going to walk right over it. So, can I love you, truly love you, by letting you continue to walk down this path without warning you? Or would I love you more by warning
0: you, even though you don't want to hear it, there's a cliff at the edge and you're going to fall? Yeah, I would say if you truly love someone, you're going to do the second.
1: Yeah, like, and, yeah. like, the same thing in bigger scale is,
0: like, our soul and eternity. Absolutely. Um And... As Christians, it's very hard for us um, to, you know, fight our sins every day, um, and I feel like a lot of people will point at our individual mistakes mm-hmm. when we call things out, um, you know, especially on social media when there's no, you know, post, and let's say it's about abortion, and you say abortion's wrong. Mm-hmm. People begin to throw other stones or homosexuality. Um, they begin to point out other sins and flaws and it it gets very rough. Um, but I think as Christians, we should desire to live according to God's word in our personal lives
1: mm-hmm.
0: and also encourage others to do that as well. Absolutely. Especially other Christians. Uh, yeah, other Christians. <laughs>
1: because, like, I mean, like, I know there was like the like, scroll on my newsfeed, and she was like, Well, I'm personally pro life, but like politically pro choice. Like, I'm not going to tell someone else that they can't do it. I'm like, You cannot be a Christian and support abortion. Like, those two Ooh, things, yeah. like, do not go together at all. And, like, she just was like, well, I don't have any right to tell anybody else what to do with their body. And I'm like, okay, to an extent, but that's not their body. Yeah. (laughs) They are killing an independent being.
0: Exactly. And, you know, part of, like, desiring to live according to God's word is encouraging our brothers and sisters Mm -hmm. to be bold for the faith and To pursue, you know, what is good and holy and Mm -hmm. to live that lifestyle and to be, then that ends up being countercultural. Yeah. And so,
1: like, there's some people like me where, like, I grew up in the church. Like, I don't have a specific coming to Jesus moment, like, where, like, I know, like, I was not saved. Now I am. Like, I've just always been a Christian. I have always been saved for as long as I can remember. Um, but for the people who like, for like atheists before or not saved before, like they're, whenever they come to Christ and they're saved, they are a new creation. So second Corinthians 517 says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. We have to put to death our old self, our old desires, our old sins, and allow Christ to uh, make us new <clears throat> and desire what is good and holy.
0: Absolutely. Um, and even, you know, in the Psalms, uh, specifically Psalm 51, you know, we see the the verse create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. And it doesn't happen overnight. Um Well, let me rephrase that for certain sins. And some people, uh, Mm -hmm. we both have a mutual friend that was involved in drugs and when they were saved, that, that desire to do those things completely went away. Mm -hmm. It was just gone overnight after they got saved. Yes. Or you could be the flip side of that where, you know, this could be a very long battle, Mm -hmm. um, that doesn't go away immediately after you get saved.
1: Yeah, but and it's a
0: lifelong battle. And like one
1: thing that like kind of that I think of whenever I think of that is like pornography. Yes, like you don't think of pornography as an addiction, but it is, and a lot of people struggle to put that to death.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Agreed. And um, so I, I know this is like going off that that trail. But, um, another thing that I see the church a lot of times supporting, especially in like college ministry or youth ministry is the Disney idea of like, oh, just follow your heart, just follow your heart, you know, um, And I I don't see that as much with the um, older generations, but I see it a lot within the younger generations and the ministries that target those groups.
1: Yes. Do what makes you happy. Follow your heart. Yeah. (laughs) We could go on. (laughs) Our hearts are wicked and deceitful. (laughs) We should not follow our hearts unless they are lining
0: up with scripture. Well, I mean, true happiness can only be found in Christ. Absolutely. Like we can, sin
1: provides that temporary, like happiness. Like, okay, I'm going to go out and get drunk. Okay. I may feel happy. Like while I'm drunk and then I wake up the next morning hungover and I'm miserable. Yeah. You fall up some (laughs) stairs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can do that sober. (laughs) Yeah. For real. (laughs) Um, and you know, that's, that's an idea that I see a lot in the church and, you know, it doesn't, our hearts most of the time probably do not naturally align with what mm-hmm. scripture has to say. Yeah. Um, we probably want other things. Yeah. And like we had a mutual friend in
1: college who messaged me one day and he was like, man, man. I just feel so empty. I'm doing all these things that the world tells me will make me happy and I'm missing something. Like I am not happy. Like I'm happy for a few minutes and then that goes away and I'm just miserable. He's like, what am I missing? And I talked to him about Christ. I think he came to church with us one time and it didn't really go anywhere. But like that moment of these things the
0: world is telling me will make me happy isn't. Oh, yeah, even but even if they do make you happy, like you said, they mm-hmm. will, it's only that temporary happiness. It's not a true peace. It's not a true joy, um, because that is something that only Christ can give us. Yes, even in the trials that we face.
1: So, like, whenever, like, we were going through our miscarriages, like, yeah, it really sucked, and it was difficult. And, like, at that moment, I wasn't exactly happy. No, no, not but at all. But there was also that peace in christ so like like we said like true peace and joy is only found in
0: christ you can't find it in the world exactly and i feel like this topic of licentiousness and then last episode um, where we talked about legalism it's been a really these have both been really hard issues to talk about Mm -hmm. because they are both very prevalent among churches and especially in our area. Yes. Because, you know, we do have the churches that are very legalistic, whether they intend to be or not. Mm -hmm. And then we have the churches that end up promoting um, licentiousness because they they don't want to call out any form of sin. They just want to, you know, we're just going to love each other. Yeah, I just love you. Now we want to we want to love you. We want your butts here in the seats
1: and uh yeah, your sins are covered. They're good. Yeah, yeah. You you don't need to change anything. Y'all just <laughs> need to love like Jesus. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um but I think that this has been a really important topic because it has affected our area so much and it's not just even the like a cultural war between like the church and secular culture in this town, but it's also like church cultures clashing. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Absolutely. um, Because these topics are on the opposite ends of the spectrum Mm -hmm. and you have to be in that healthy medium. Absolutely. Where you're not creating new sins and quotation mark, but you're also not afraid to call out the sins that the Bible has explicitly stated.
1: Yeah, and like with the like following your heart and our heart is deceitful, like we see in Matthew fifteen, nineteen, for out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness and slander. Like, okay, (laughs) we're following our hearts. Like, those are bad things. That's what (laughs) our heart wants
0: to do. Yeah,
1: those are are bad, sinful things. (laughs) And then, like, Jeremiah 17, 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? So, like we said before, like, if your heart isn't aligning with what Scripture says, don't follow it. Don't do what the world says is going to make you happy. Because you're not going to find that true joy. You're not going to find that true peace in Christ. And it's super dangerous. Because if you continue to follow the world. Like that kind of brings into question salvation. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> Which is uh, difficult to say. But whenever you look at. Uh, like if uh, someone comes up to me and says. Oh yeah I'm a Christian. But they're living like the world. They're not. They're only saying love each other, love each other, and they're openly living in sin, it it kind of makes
0: you wonder, well, are they actually saved or are they just Christian by name? Exactly. And I feel like both ends of this spectrum, legalism and licentiousness, they both will leave you, you know, hanging by that thread wondering, am I actually saved? Exactly. I think that's why the healthy medium is so important Mm -hmm. because it, it it addresses both of those issues.
1: Absolutely. Because even though the law is not what saves us, we should still strive to follow the law. Um, And then grace has that almost like a safety net for like, whenever we do stumble and fall, like grace is there to catch us um, from falling into hell. Like, Okay, you have that legalism. You're hanging by a thread. I sin, string is cut. I'm gonna fall into hell, but grace catches you. Yeah, but then you can also abuse grace,
0: yes, with licentiousness, and you don't want to do either. <laughs> yeah, no, you never want to be on either side. Mm-hmm. But I'm really glad that we talked about this issue because it is something we see a lot of, and it is almost like a church cultural thing here. um. Where, you know, legalism has been the thing for so long mm-hmm. that we are seeing a rise in churches that are opposed to that. And instead of being a healthy medium, mm-hmm. it's like licentiousness. Mm-hmm. We are totally against whatever those guys over there believed.
1: Like we're going to have, <laughs> like we'll have openly homosexual like elders or like people on staff. And it's like, no, no,
0: <laughs> let's <laughs> dial it back <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that we are just in a very interesting spot mm-hmm. right now. Um, just as the the American church as a whole, like, you know, Absolutely. I think it's it's a very interesting point in church history for us. I definitely agree. <laughs> Which that might be an interesting topic to talk about, uh, the importance of church history. I think so. That might be something we have to talk about. But Thank you guys so much for tuning in to our episode today and stay tuned for our upcoming episodes on dealing with conflict and relationships and witnessing in the workplace. So thank you and stay tuned. Thank you for listening to the Simply Devoted podcast. If you're looking for more great content, check out the Useless Commentary with co-hosts Dave Nies and Dustin Cooley. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.